0: Hey, gang, I'm Brian. This is Reggie. And this is episode four of RB Talks. And we're going to talk today about husbands and what it means to be a good husband. And put feminism. F- and feminism.
1: And man. And man. And Parenting and fatherhood and. And all those things. We're going to put it all together today. Yeah, maybe. we're going to tie
0: these first four episodes together.
1: Yeah, maybe, up, maybe. Look, look, maybe a, little a little bit. There's going to be a little bit of it because we have to talk. We've talked. And integrated husband into some of those other conversations. Yes, absolutely. So we need to probably talk directly to a husband. Yeah. But also too, there, there's, there's some things I think we need to go, like go back on and rehash. Not like, I shouldn't say like change our mind on or anything, but deep dive a little bit, but let's put, let's put some of these sections together. Sounds like. A Let's good build point. a bridge to manhood.
0: Well, and if you look at the five tenets of a of a biblical husband, it naturally ties all of those things together through those tenets, which so, we will get to. I know. So excitingness. So, how was your week, Reggie? It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was kind of angry a lot. Okay, that's a little makes me a tad nervous, right? Yeah. What's going on? Um, I can't really talk about. <laughs> to be honest, I can't talk about it here. Yeah,
1: that's but. Okay. But uh you know, it's the how can I put this, man? Sometimes you you just you tell the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and people don't like it. Then you take a little bit of a poke for doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much standard. Um I don't know. I don't know. This week's been sort of a whirlwind for me. Like it's, it's, it's been definitely a blessing because prayers have been answered this week, Looks but good. also some new and interesting problems have popped forward that have <laughs> called upon me to handle them. And I cannot say that I am a hundred percent ready to handle them, but I'm certainly going to take a running attempt at it. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, like man. Screaming Viking run right onto a trampoline out of control, forward flip, and just see where we land. I don't. So, yeah. I'm
1: afraid I'm going to hit the mic with my cigar. There's worse things to fear, Reggie. I know. But right now, that's what I was thinking about the whole time we've been talking. It's like, <laughs> make sure I
0: don't. <laughs> it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. It's not <laughs> a big deal. If you do, I'm sure that people will not judge you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure. Or they, maybe they will. I'm sure cares? they will judge
1: me, but, yeah. but I really don't care. That You know, it's the thing. I, I, uh, here's here's one question. Let me, let me ask you this. Please do. <laughs> Would you think someone on a web meeting, like a Zoom or a WebEx or something, okay, Okay. and if they were smoking a cigar
0: or Mm -hmm. a pipe particularly, Mm -hmm. would you think that be unprofessional? No. And the reason I say that is simply this. Pipe smoking, cigar culture has just become part of it, right? And And not to mention the fact, I mean, okay. So and this is this is funny that you bring this up, because I had this discussion (laughs) with my wife the other day because she does Zoom. All of her work is through Zoom online. Right. So she's doing her thing and she dresses up. And I'm like, you know, when they decided to transfer a lot of jobs to Zoom meetings where you're going to be at home. They had to expect some behaviors that wouldn't go on within an office. Right. Like you wouldn't go into your office and fire up a cigar if there was a no smoking policy and it was going to bother other people. But you smoking a cigar on a Zoom call isn't going to put smoke in anyone's face. They're not going to smell it. It's not like you're on there. You know, it's not like you're like snorting right before you smoke it and you're doing some kind of weird hand gesture. I've been thinking
1: about this a lot, man. I don't I don't think it is. I think it's fine. Because, right? I mean, here's the deal, especially with if you look at and and that um if you look at people like winston churchill yes that dude never didn't have a cigar like i mean on tv on board meetings i mean that dude was always he always he he smoked at least 10 a day a well if you looked at average you, of 10 I if, think, if is you what it look is. at every picture that's ever made of him there's a cigar in his mouth usually yeah or in a drink he's yeah. always drinking scotch or something and a cigar right and um like General MacArthur during mm. the World War Two, Yeah. That dude had a corncob pipe yep. on the bridge while he was actually on the deck. Everything like that's he did. Absolutely. And he led with that. Mark Twain, same thing when he did any kind of thing. Now, <laughs> Mark Twain probably isn't one of those political leaders that was like speaking a lot, but he did do some, but there's so many of them though, too. And like you have, and now like a modern examples, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. that dude, that dude's have, he has a cigar all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And even the latest Netflix documentary of, of Arnold was, is actually pretty cool. Yeah. I just, I, like, it. I liked it's it awesome. a lot. I haven't yeah. watched the last installment, whatever the, that is, but the, the other two are pretty cool, but, but yeah, I mean, here's, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's a prop almost for me and i say that because check just out it it, and i hear okay before i get into that let me the quote that i i resonate so much with is from c.s lewis and he said a pipe gives a wise man time to think and a fool something to put in their mouth right right so to me that's what that's i mean i've internalized that a lot like using the pipe as a vehicle to like slow it down to like have put some silence in there. And sometimes the like it's really deliberate. Like I'll, I'll be asked a question or there'll be something come up. And in my position where I'm a escalation point for global matters of sorts can be of for things there's it's, there is a definite tool to use. And that's like, if, if stuff's real high tension and there's a, we need your opinion on this Reggie. And if I can just, and I just sit there and I, you can see, it like I'm, I'm just, I just take a couple puffs, right, and it's silent, and then everybody, it's kind of a good thing because then now everybody's like, oh, what? it's like this anticipation that builds, and it settles everything down, it spaces it out, and then now all of a sudden, what I say becomes more impactful because i have just, I've just created space to allow what I'm about to interpose in the conversation in a more impactful manner. So for me, it is definitely a tool. And also it allows me to like keep my mouth shut sometimes when I'm, what I would have said something probably stupid. Cause there is a lot of times when I like think of some nonsense and then that I'm like, I'm glad I'm glad I got that.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't put that out there,
1: <laughs> you know, but I'm glad you, I'm glad we, it it, it is like that. I, and I do think whether or not, like if it's a, a cultural thing or not, I guess what, what I'm saying, what I would think is, I don't ever, I don't want to be the conformist to culture and everything. Oh, nope. I'd rather be that guy who count, who counters that and leads,
0: and 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 is more of a trendsetter than anything. Well, but I don't think for you it's more of a cultural thing in that sense because uh, you and I have had several conversations about tobacco and cigars. Sure, we have, yeah. And you are very knowledgeable about cigars and pipes and the different tobaccos and you know the flavors and the combinations and how it's rolled. I think for you it's it's I think hobby shorts it. I think it's it's enthusiast. I think you are an enthusiast, right? Sure. I think you I think for you it's it's part of your life in a way, right? Like you you the same way that me going to the gym and working out and getting that adrenaline high, for you, this is something that calms you down. It relaxes you it gives you Again, one of the things that I've always appreciated about yours in my conversations, especially when we're having a one on one conversation, is if I ask you a question, you're very contemplative before you answer me. I hate (laughs) I hate with a passion when I ask someone a question, and especially if it's a question that has any weight and they immediately start babbling because they want to answer me but they're trying to formulate an answer while entertaining me. I don't need to be entertained. Right. And one of those things that you do that I appreciate is you take out that pipe and you take a couple of puffs and you think it through. And usually the answer that you give me to that question, even if it's something or a perspective that I hadn't thought of, it's a very well thought out perspective, right? Like I'm not getting, well, Brian, you know, and the weather's changing and, you know, look, there's, there's a, Donkey in the yard or whatever they're saying to me that entertain me until they think of what they want to think of. I would rather there be a little bit of silence. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, back in 2020, here's a good story. Okay. Um we it was the last time I was able to go to like the the uh company sales conference, the kickoff thing they have, right? Yeah. It was in person, it was down in Florida. And uh now of course I'm not sitting in the in these conference halls you know smoking my pipe or anything cuz i mean they yeah. don't they don't allow smoking indoors or whatever but all the ga- they had all the gatherings were like outside all mm-hmm. of them. you know you you went outside to have like your meal there a lot of meals were out there and everything i was always with my pipe all the time right and that was you know and i had so many conversations that were a result of that mm-hmm. i had so many people that i connected with that i would never never have spoken to Had that not been the case. And I'm sure there was some negative thoughts. Right. I'm sure people because there's some people that have a real angst, whether it was a bad memory or they just or or it's a somebody who uh, associates that with lung cancer or something or whatever. But the the point is, though, is that I connected with so many more people. And like it was a, a thing. And even even some some people. I mean, I'm talking like people that I would. Never i have never run across. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, never. And here I am having these conversations. They were great. It was, they were like, really interested in like, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen anybody smoke a pipe in a long time. That's freaking cool. It smells amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And then you have a whole conversation. They'd ask me like, is this like, do you, you know, do you have like more than one? it, It led to all these questions that I got to answer. It was fantastic. Yeah. Right. And even now on like some of my meetings. I'll have some of the other, you know, um, some of my peer, like peer groups or other other people in the company go, dude, that is cool. What is that? Or what what is, what are you, what kind of tobacco you got? I mean, I get questions like that
0: all the time, dude. One of the most vivid memories I have as a kid was my grandfather quit smoking and he smoked a pipe for about three years. And then he went to smoking the worst thing I've ever heard. Swisher Sweets. They were, yeah. <laughs> But he smoked, he had, he had one of the old cherry wood pipes with the black stem on it. I got you. And he would smoke cherry tobacco and the house would smell amazing. And it was almost, there was almost a, from the memory, there was almost was a comfort, right? When you would smell that tobacco, it was almost like, oh, you know, my grandfather's sitting in his chair. He's relaxing. Everything's calm. We're all good. Right. So for me, that brings back a very positive memory. Like a very, you know, didn't have a whole lot of positive memories when I was a kid, but that brought a very positive memory. It almost seemed like it put him in a different state of mind when the pipe came out and he relaxed. His entire mindset would change. Right. And so, you know, I'd I'd, and and look, my grandmother died from lung cancer because she smoked two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. I mean, when you you talk about a chain smoker, my grandmother would have one lit in her fingers one behind her ear and one in the other hand smoking one and lighting each cigarette off of the other cigarette right like it was a cha- it was truly yeah, I've chain that, smoking. I've known that yeah right so d- do i think that there are health risks to smoking pipes and tobacco and cigars sure but there's health risks to getting in my car and driving here so it, it's, well, it's a it's a matter of choices right well, yeah but but there are there, there is there
1: is conflicting data yes, around there is, absolutely around because you ha- And you also have to understand Like How there's There's a lot of money In Um Nicotine patches And yeah. like For sure Stuff like that Right There's a I mean we're talking a lot Well quitting smoking Has become a billion
0: dollar industry Yeah
1: right right So so You know and actually even like Uh The companies who Um Um I can't think of the name of it. Um Who Big cigarette guys Um Uh Uh
0: God. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> well there we go. They were in like their warehouse was in Lexington. Yeah. The big tobacco warehouse downtown. They what? they own they own like a lot of that. Yeah. Now. For sure. Right? Yeah. So it's like, come on.
1: Anyway, look, the the point is though, is that there is when when you actually do real studies between pipe smokers or cigar people, there's a difference between cigar and pipe too. There yeah. is. Especially pipe smoking. Um from what data I can see that people actually went through the trouble of getting the differences aligned, right? If you don't smoke like an absurd amount, like over like 10 pipe bowls of tobacco a day, mm-hmm. you are not negatively impacted in your mortality rate than a non-smoker. That's the best data I could come up with from everything. And I, I can't look. I, I know somebody, if they were, they would be like, where's your sources? Ugh, look, there's so many of them out there. I couldn't even begin to rehash that. Like a long time ago, I did all this research and I don't really feel like going back and doing it again. But there was that's what I did because I didn't. I wanted to make sure I wasn't detrimental to my future, I guess.
0: Well, but I think also there's a lot of factors that have come out in the last decade, especially which talks more to. The fact that a lot of cancers are hereditary. It they're doesn't even matter. Yeah, so I mean, but and there's also been guys that smoke two cigarettes a day and have done it for well, smoke two 10 cigarettes a day and died of lung cancer,
1: and like you know, eggs every morning and beef and something beef every day and live till they're like 107. I'll give, you, I'll
0: give you an example, and you can look this up. There's a guy in New York, I think he currently passed away, but he was like 102 years old. He smoked a pack of cigarettes a day and he ate three meals a day. And those three meals a day consisted of are you ready? I'm them here. Bacon and white bread fried in fat back grease. That's serious. He lived to be 102 years old. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, can I say that he. My hero. I know. Can I say that genetically he was probably pretty gifted? Well, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, dude, I mean, I could. You smoke a pack of cigarettes a day and three meals a day is bacon and bread, fried and fat back. Come on, dude. The, you're trying. Like you <laughs> you're have a, a hard swing. That right? wish is, and, and for to to begin hundred and two years old, man, way to swing and miss with some pride, right? That you hung in there until you dropped dead at hundred and two years well, old. Well, the
1: one the one World War II vet that I always thought was fascinating was the guy who he smoked like tw- He smoked like twenty cigars a day. Yeah. Um, it was old black fella. It was so like it, whatever he said was awesome. I used to read, uh, they did an article on him in like Cigar Ficionado. Well, maybe not that one. I can't remember which one it was, but there was like, and, uh, it was just, it was just a cool guy. And he lived to be a hundred and something. He was like one of the last World War II veterans Of life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dude. but the thing is for, it does, it does help you deal with stress. Mm-hmm. And we, we know stress is like the biggest cause of like, cardiac problems. Yeah. So if it lowers your stress level, you're actually doing a lot of good, but I digress. Look, the, the point is, is like, I guess I'm just, I'm just, I had my own, you know, pipe and cigar channel, pipe and red beard for yeah. you know, a couple of few years or whatever, until it just got to be like, I just don't, you know, and I, I know what I, I know. I love it. It's part of, it's part of me. I've spent money in here to make sure that, It doesn't affect the household at all. That's why I'm up here too, because up high the smoke doesn't it doesn't drop down. Yeah, it kind of goes up. I even have an exhaust fan that can go in the window. Nice. If um if it were to be if I find out it's getting out too much or whatever, I'll put that exhaust fan in and sucks everything up. But I really haven't had to do that with my very expensive air filtration system (laughs) I put in here. But yeah. So anyway, um, it helps me be a better. I shouldn't say this. I was going to say it helps me be a better like man and a husband and a dad, and maybe in a way it does. But I mean, it's really just a it's another
0: avenue to kind of slow down. Yeah. But to answer your original question, I don't think so at all. I don't think it's rude yeah, or inconsiderate or. Now, like I said, if you are sitting at a board table with all of them, okay, I can get some complaints: the smoke, the smell.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, look, but I'm not gonna be your disrespectful.
0: House. You're at your house, right? Like, this shouldn't
1: even be an issue. Well, it's it's kind of why I'm even today wearing my overalls and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I've, I've, I've just felt so. It's been a troubling week this week with like, just some 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 stuff, and I'm just like, man, I, I'm I'm home. I'm, I'm just gonna be home yeah, today, dude. And you know, look, I just. I just think sometimes we do need to do that. Like,
0: just realize, look, you're home. Yeah. Freaking chill. Well, and that's one of the things I appreciate, too, though, is you and I are not really trying to put on any false pretense no. with each other. Mm-mm. So, you know I'm going to show up in sweatpants and a T-shirt. I, dude, right. I, and I like I like
1: my crazy shirt, bro. Yeah. I do. That's I love too. I love crazy shirt because it it's another one of those things where, mm-hmm. like, it's another thing that goes – you know that guy who smoked a pipe and had a strange shirt? Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. That's yeah, right. that guy was super cool. <laughs> or, man, he was an ass. Yeah. You know, whatever. But, <laughs> you know, the thing. <laughs> that, that, so that brings Look, look, look. All right. So we've talked about being a man. We've talked about being uh, a father. Talked about worldview. Talk about what pers- w- worldview is, your perspective of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think we got to talk about some, what, what's it mean to be a
0: husband? And I think we also need to discuss the fact that being a good husband ties together being a good man and a good father, right? <laughs> like all of those are, they're all part of the same wheel, right? Like that you can't really separate the three But you can't,
1: you can have, I mean, like, obviously you can, you know, and now especially in today's culture, you can be you can be a father without being a husband. Yeah, you know, for you can sure. you can be a husband without being a father.
0: Yeah, which we discussed last. We, week. We did
1: talk a little know. bit about that. There, there would be more, to, but I mean, really, for this, to, I think it's too much for today. Um, so, so I'd ask you, Brian, like your own personal husband experience. Okay, what what would you say has been? Probably the most challenging thing with being a husband
0: and knowing your wife, I can probably guess, but I won't. The most challenging thing for me has been balancing the role as a breadwinner against being available for my family. Does that that make sense? Like, I take providing for my family very seriously on every level. There's no part of that that I do not take seriously. Um, Sometimes where I feel a tremendous amount of guilt if I don't feel like I've done enough, right? And a lot of times I have trouble saying no to something that could be profitable to us short or long-term because I want so much for my family to be secure. And a lot of that comes from the fact that I wasn't when I was a kid. Um, A lot of my problems when I was a kid was... You know, there were times we slept in my mom's car. There are times that we, uh, you know, I would wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning and she's pulling me out of some home and taking me somewhere else. And there was just this real in-depth fear in me that was this going to be the way it was all my life. And I told myself when I had got married and I had a wife and I had kids that if I did anything right, I would provide for them. I mean, um, I echo some of that. Because at the same, you know, we,
1: we, we, I know we had, we had government assistance, mm-hmm. you know, growing up and stuff. And thankfully that my wife's, my wife's, <laughs> my mom's um, sisters never married. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say they never married. One of them did marry, but got divorced, but they were all, you know, they were like third, they were second moms. Yeah. And uh, we, we always had, Things because it was like a joint. There was a joint effort between the four of them, right? They, yeah. <laughs> so we always had whatever we wanted, really. I mean, but there was my mom had some times where she would just cry because yeah. she didn't know, you know. And it got to the point where she finally made a choice, and she got she said, "I'm going to go back to school, get a degree, so I can get a better job and all this stuff." Because then she was working full time and going to school, and then had a second job. And I me, mean, it was it was looking back on, it, I'm like, how in the hell did she do all that? But I mean, that's what she did, and then we ended up, so, you know, yeah, she wasn't around for some things, but,
0: man, hell, I grew up, and I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, we're all, we're standing on our two feet, right? You know, I don't know. What do you struggle with the most, Reggie? I'd be interested to know that. Is some, sometimes
1: I can be way too abrasive, like, um. My wife loves the fact that I'm very you know assertive. Assertive, yeah, and, and um I don't I'm very transparent and I'm b- blunt as I'll get out. She loves that. But it's I I sometimes don't massage the message I'm giving in a way that is probably the right way. Really. I'm just kidding. I know imagine that <laughs> and I mean I've gotten better at it yeah. I mean you know but it's just something I don't normally do anyway like it's part of part of what I've always done it's like I'm I'm just no I'm <laughs> you're gonna get me and it's, it's all you're gonna get but there is there is a point though that where I've obviously learned that my intention behind what I'm saying can get misconstrued if you don't put it the right way to certain people yes. and this goes back to worldview because even even between me and my wife which you'd say well it should be the same and it's not because she's female and i'm male and there is a difference in perspective of reality there Absolutely, one's more emotionally tied one's more factually tied one's more people-centered one's more thing-centered that's just how the how a, a male female biolo biological system works in the human genome as it were yeah. so so yeah you, you there's a difference there so i mean that's probably that's probably it having girls helps a lot you know when i when i've had when the have uh my, my two daughters have like definitely mellowed and and took some edge off
0: <laughs> yeah. for sure but yeah that's that's probably the number one thing man For well, sure. well i mean that brings something to light too because that's a that's a bone of contention sometimes between my wife and I, and it's not by any means something that we struggle with on a heavy basis, but I have two boys and I got to raise two men. And sometimes I'm very direct with my sons because I feel that I need to teach them to be able to communicate in a direct manner when they're trying to defend themselves or when they're trying to defend a position. And because my wife is more emotional than I am, I will find her. And this is, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's fully expected. I will find her defending them from an emotional standpoint. So that will cause sometimes friction between us because she doesn't understand. And rightfully so what I have to do as a husband, sometimes with young men who, you know, live in the current society where men are not smiled upon this goes back to being a man right i mean we're you know i'm teaching them to be stern stoic respectful responsible and that's all part of being a man and those are my responsibilities as a father i love my kids to take care of my kids have great time with my kids but i also have a very very big responsibility that I take seriously to treat them in a way that's going to develop them into men. And sometimes that causes, I guess you could say the same thing, that message when she hears what I'm saying to them, she hears it in a, in a totally different way, the impl- right? The impl- the implications of what you're yes, saying. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I get it, dude. Uh-huh. You know, one, one thing about when I was looking, because I'm what I've spent most of my time on uh, this week when looking at things was the the scope of the, what's the worldly count, like counter to my view, view of a husband, which would be probably what the world would define as a feminist husband. Please tell me what you found. Look, the thing is, most of it, I think we do. And I mean, really, it's like acknowledging your wife as a equal partner Mm -hmm. but their definition of equal partner is different i guess this this is the thing they say this they say kind of the same thing except where the biggest difference is is like this this like war on gender and gender roles and all that stuff it's like if you if you stripped away that really it's kind of what we would we would say you know I do help my wife out. I do get her opinion on things and, and whatever. I do cherish her her opinion. I, I make it a point, um, and I do help her with things when I need to help her with things. But that that's like I, I mean I don't know how many webs like how many sites I went to, um, and it was all it would they all said the same thing. But it was common with them was, you know, they they work with your kids to strip away the gender ideologies of the, you know, the societies and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and one of them was like, uh, one specifically was like the um, fight against princess culture. And even that I you know I would agree with that you know you're you're not raising I'm not raising I'm not raising princesses I'm I'm not I know they love the princess idea yeah. and they love watching princesses and they love wearing princess dresses and all this stuff but I don't really I don't push them to be a princess or specifically be a princess or call them my prin you know I don't do that um and I think you know that's probably what it is, but there is like a princess culture, which I didn't know there was. But apparently, <laughs> there there is a princess culture. But yeah, it, I mean, really, but that is but I'll I'll just spoil it. It's really not that hard. It's just it's a, it the the thing that's common between like whatever feminist ideology you have is like the the demolishing of the gender roles. Yeah. And what I find really curious about that though is like they wanted to abolish gender roles, but then I'll, but then it matters what gender you are.
0: And you can identify with. So
1: if you, it can't not matter and
0: then matter. You know, it's funny that you say that because I was watching a Jordan Peterson lecture the other day and he talked about that very thing, which was the, the most confusing thing about gender ideology is that it is an ideology. He's like, it's not. He goes, look, if you want to abolish genders, you would quit recognizing either genders. There would be no gender. He goes, but we have this fair, this, this, this hamster wheel that we're running on where we don't, we don't want you to, to, to tag us with a gender, but my pronouns are he and him. Well, those are, those are genders. Those are, those are, those are descriptors of a gender, right? Like what are we trying to do? Um, And, and it's, it's the Marxist ideology, right? It's, Create confusion, create anathema of all these things that are going on, make people uneducated through confusion, and then take control, right? That's the Marxist ideology, right? It, it, it is what it always has been. Yeah. It's, and it's why it fails, because you're always going to have the intelligent percentage that are going to look at it and go, no, that's that's not right. I mean, the thing is, though, dude. I I think, and this is for me. Like,
1: if I look at this as a Christian man, husband, father, person, right? I, I I just have a deep seated like, just shake my head and go, man, you people need, you really need some help. Yeah, you know, because I, I don't. I think, and you see this with the suicide rates, and you see this with the medical problems that these people are having when they transition. With all the chemicals and all the stuff they are given, there it's like it's a whole. Their whole life is spent with a lot of trouble. <sighs> Why? How is that beneficial to the person instead of trying to deal with the psych- psychosis of what the hell they're trying to deal with? I, I just don't. I. I mean, I know where it comes. Just like you said, I know where it comes from. Man. I know where it's what that's for, and we could go off on a the the whole and people would call us conspiracy It's all they want, but at the end of the day. <laughs> we're, we're pushing more people to have more issues, to be more depressed, more, I mean, all kinds of stuff, Yeah, you know? So, so yeah, but, but husband is something, you know, that we have to define very clearly.
0: Yeah. And then I will say that it's interesting because while you were studying a lot of the worldview of husbands, I was studying a lot on the, biblical definition of husbands because- but see the the
1: the, the thing is the, those th- those two things really sh- I mean like there's some biblical perspective like it's like of spiritual leadership and, and 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 things like that sure absolutely that the the Bible calls out but really the definition between a husband other than that wasn't debated until recently this has been a recent thing mm-hmm. when husband was been a and and now you're getting people who don't want to use wife or or husband as their title, yeah. they don't. They and I'm like, well, what the hell do you call each you? other? So you're just spouse A, spouse B. Is that what you're doing, or I, what? The, I mean, the,
0: what I heard the other day was referred.
1: They're referred to as partners. Well, yeah, I know that. That's the that's the PC
0: yeah. thing to say. Whatever. But I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. This one, <laughs> this one gets me riled up because I take uh, first off. I believe that I'm greatly blessed to be a husband and a father and a man. Dude. I feel like and when people start to try to take that away from me and want to whitewash it, dude, it it crawls up and down me. It does. It's I, even when I was studying this week and I was reading some of these articles <clears throat> the Aurorand, which is again I've mentioned them before, uh, a great website for ridiculous garbage. Um And they talked about in an article on the Aurora and how a husband and a wife should be indiscernible in their roles in the home. And I'm like, then it's not a husband and a wife. It's a person and a person. Right. Again, here we are on this ideology hamster wheel again. You want to call it a husband and a wife, but then you want to tell me that they should be indiscernible and you shouldn't be able to differentiate between the roles of the two well, then they're not husbands and wives. They're just people. Right. So again, we're on this wild thing where we're going circular. So the
1: problem I have is that you you want, you want this whole inclusive diversity thing between husband and wife, but you don't respect some husbands and some wives. Absolutely. So you are exclusive and you are, you're not allowing certain things because you're telling you're saying that well even though we're saying everything is cool with all these choices but those aren't you know it's railing against the patriarchy and all this nonsense one of one of my least favorite websites of all time is patheos.com. and it both has poor theology and poor opinions about all this stuff but if you want something that if you want a place that can go that you can find utter nonsense like that, go there, you'll find it. And, and I've, I've had lots of conversations with people over the years that refer to this as their, you know, one of their places where they go for, you know, enlightenment. Um, and I, I just find it, everything, everything Christian oriented. It was just like, it comes from that progressive place where it's, everything's okay. It's like the, and then, you know, you get, well, I won't go down that, but anyway, the, the the going back to husbands though, it's a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as we already define a man, a biological man, a biological man. So yes. X Y chromosomes, right? Genitalia, mm-hmm. or at least was supposed to have right genitalia. Maybe had an accident, but still, you know, it's supposed to be there. It's uh, it's a person who's dedicated, uh, and committed their life with that woman, and that is now has come into some agreement mm-hmm. with that female about how their how their roles and stuff are supposed to be Absolutely. okay now this is what i think gets wrong with a lot of husbands And i'll say this is a good place to probably say this too a lot of people don't enter a marriage without some discussion on how, what's your i what's my role as a husband what's your role as a wife what does that mean to you? What does that not mean to you? What will you compromise on? What will you not compromise on? Those are critical. And people don't get to have those conversations. And had had I not, I, I don't know if I would be married to the right person or not, but I did. Me and my both me and my wife before we got married were very defined in how we wanted things to go. And we both agree about, okay, these are non-negotiables, these are the negotiables. This is what we'll work on. This is what we want. But at the end of the day we're both the, the key thing that holds me and my wife together in such a phenomenally glued fashion is our faith because at the end of the, that's what we look to at the center of everything to go, okay, am I being the biblical identity of a husband? Am I being the biblical identity of a wife? So that leads into your five tenets,
0: yes, of biblical husbandry. All right. so. There are five roles of a biblical husband, and um, this is from HungryGen.com. Uh, this is a very solid website when you're looking for principles for Christian men. I've, I've been on their website several times, and just really good biblical doctrine-based information. Um, so let's go to tenet number one. A husband is a leader. 1 Corinthians 11 three, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is man and the head of Christ is God. So here are some things, the top four things that we pull out of that. Okay. So to be a leader, husband in your house, number one, be proactive, not reactive. Okay. That's a tough one. It is a tough one, but. What that involves is talking to your wife, conversating with your children. Um, I think a big mistake men make, uh, and my grandfather was a great example of this, and I'm not picking on him. He just was was an old school guy. Everybody went quiet when he got home from work. Don't bother grandpa. He's been a hard day at work. And then, you know, instead of coming home and being like, hey, how was the day? What's going on? Anything big happened today? It doesn't take a lot of energy to ask a few simple questions to stay engaged. Right. Um, Number two. As far as I'm concerned, this should be number one. Pursue God. Be biblical. Use biblical principles to lead your family. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you. It ain't always the case, right? I'm a human. Sometimes I get upset. Sometimes I get out ahead of myself. Sometimes that ego in me tells me that you can handle this problem. Right. Well, that goes back to our be a man
1: first. Absolutely. Right. Be the idea. If if you're really seeking to be a biblical idea of a husband or, or a father or whatever, be a biblical man first. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because once you get that figured out, you're almost there. So Absolutely. Now, number three is pastor your home hmm. right? Um, now, this ties in being a father and a husband because if you've got kids, you've got to be willing to have those conversations about faith, God um, as I said in the past episode, my son was my oldest son was recently baptized mm-hmm. proudest moment I've ever had as a dad because to to know that this time you spent with your kids, good or bad, led them to a place where they sought salvation from Christ. Dude, you can't, you couldn't ask for more than that for your kids. Right. Agreed. And, and that I can go home and tell my wife that I'm struggling this week because I've been praying and i am not been getting any answers. And then I can go home and her and I can talk about our faith openly with no fear. Um, and that I can say to my wife, we're, we're, we're not listening to God. We need to stop and start listening. Right. That's just invaluable. Right. That to, to, to comfort, to, 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 to letting God and the Holy spirit move through my house, all of those things. Right. And finally, now this one goes back to being a man, be a protector. Mm. Okay. Now, Reggie, this is one that I feel you're especially good at. Um, I'm pretty good at it, but I feel like you're especially good at it. Right. Protect your family, protect your home, protect their, protect their health, protect their, their minds, protect their hearts. That is our job. And and here's something I want to say. S- being all of these things is extraordinarily difficult. And that's not to say that being a, a Christian mother is not is easy because it's not. I've seen where my wife has had struggles at times. But I I think when people look at us as just Christians in general, I think they feel like we put blinders on And we just, oh, God's got it. And we wander. No, I don't have blinders. I have armor. And I get up every day and I put God's armor on. Ephesians 6. That's right. And I literally fight tooth and nail to protect my family. You know,
1: (laughs) I, I I do take that protector thing pretty seriously, but it does go beyond just the physical well being of your of your of your wife and of your you know kids. You know, as the as the husband speaking husband specifically, we're talking, you know, your wife, protecting your wife. That's right. Um and and you know, there's there's not a lot of stuff look in, in today's day and age, it's not like we're we're having to fend off wild animals or hordes of, you know, tribal people that are trying to take you over anymore. Absolutely. But, man, you do you do have – you? I would say the most important thing about it is just to make sure that she feels like she's safe. Yeah. And you can't do that unless you are intentional about being that way. And it goes beyond just – you know like i said physical i mean just financially mm-hmm. it's it's uh mentally uh online are you helping to make sure that she's not being led astray are you educating your you know or is she educating you because that could be the yeah. case too but you know you're you're yeah there's a lot to it
0: i mean especially things well the the biggest thing for that for me and that is to be able to protect my family is discernment like you know as young men when we didn't have families Discernment wasn't exactly something we used in the strongest way, right? Like we we were alone and could defend ourselves. So we walked into some situations we probably shouldn't have walked into. But. And that's something that I pray for a lot is discernment. Open my eyes, right? Give me the ability to discern good from bad. Um, and I believe in that. Is I believe that's kind of the key to being able to protect our kids through whatever it might be the internet school bullies whatever it might be we have to have discernment right we have to know when something's a threat and something is a distraction so i i think those five things
1: are pretty cool but i i would say that the 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 feminist husband ideal would disagree about the leader and also even protector would also disagree with um being you know being a pastor I mean all that stuff yeah. those are anti you knowthetical to to the feminist husband kind of way they 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 really go out of their way to make sure it's a it's a partnership um and all those things but but again in trying to demolish the role so I guess I'll say that with it um one when you have a disagreement with your wife brian how is that are you generally pretty good about containing your anger
0: or temper or are do you do you struggle with that sometimes sometimes i you know i think it it depends right like if and this is going to sound really strange to say but i feel like the more weighty the subject matter, the more calm I remain. Mm. But I tend to get more aggravated with the just the kind of day-to-day fluff, right? I, yeah. I know it's not fluff, but that's kind of just a way to describe it. Like if something comes across, it's got some weight. Like we've ran across something today. And I measured my response because it was a bit of, pretty big situation, right? Something that I was, could change our future to some degree. So, you know, I I stepped back and I I told my wife, I said, I hear you. I understand. Um, But I need a day to absorb this information. And so that we can come back to this in a positive way and talk about it. Right. And my wife, knowing me, knowing the response, was very willing to let me have that time, which I, I truly appreciate. Um, but for me, it's the day to day stuff that gets me aggravated because I feel like I get so I get out ahead of it and I feel like it pulls me back a little bit. Does that make sense? And, and it's nobody's fault. I don't think it's just my own head and my own willfulness, you know? Um, but, but for me, that's, this is, this is a, this is
1: t- <sighs> bro. I tell you where it is, man. I do not take criticism. Well, from my wife, dude, I do, nor do I, I'm dude. And I, I want here's the thing though. I want to, because it's important. It's important. For, so that she, she needs to feel like she can tell me <laughs> something I might be doing that could, cause I want to be better at it. Yeah. But dude, when I, I am horrible, bro, it, it, and I, it it does matter the the circumstances in which she does it, right? Because, man, if it's the wrong time, dude, I'm snappy and I'll freaking I'll fly off the end. I, my temper lights up like no other, man. It's stupid, and it's not you know, not like we ever get into call. We don't ever call names or nothing. That's, that's nothing like that. But I just get, I don't know, man. It's like me being wrong is the I'm just horrible at it anyway Um, and if I have a difference of opinion with somebody about something I find important man I'm passionate and bold I'm going to freaking fight for it and you know what and I do I I mean it's my wife is it's, it's hard for her to tell me when she thinks I'm doing something wrong or, or i did something wrong and, and I, I i i try man that's that's my biggest thing and i do have a temper um and you know it's 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 i'm working on it but yeah it's it's a it's a real issue for me and i think that comes from just you know also where we come from you know, both both of us didn't have like weak men anywhere in our lives yeah. Yeah. you know like mine were Veterans who fought and everything else, and who farmers and people that didn't didn't bash eye about you know, <laughs> it's like they would they would yeah it's just real old fashioned men from World War Two type yeah. of thing
0: right manly men.
1: and that's where I that's where well that's why I am I mean I am I'm I'm,
0: I'm that kind of guy so yeah. well for me it was it's. <sighs> I feel like and it's this weird dichotomy for me of I will I will work really hard, do something and be like, yes, I I did my job today. I was a good husband. I was a good father. And then when my wife will criticize something. I take it personally because then it turns that triumph for me into it tarnishes that triumph. Yeah, it does. And and then all of a sudden you i'm like well wait a minute i just had this conquering day where i went out and i provided and i i brought home and i i interacted and i did these things and all of these wonderful things and and then and i think that's where i take it personally cuz suddenly i'm like you know you know what well, what did i do wrong i felt like i did everything right today so um but i will tell you this is an interest pulls an interesting story this was two days ago um my as you know reggie my wife and i work multiple jobs well she has had a break from her second job um just a you know a couple of weeks and i was sitting on the bed the other night and she came in the room and she sat down and she looks at me and she goes i feel useless she goes i had this other job not happening and me not making that money and I, I don't, She she's not even the money. She says, I just kind of feel like I, I've got all this time and I'm wasting it. And she looked at me and said something with all the compassion that she could say it. She goes, now I understand. She goes on all those days when you would come home and you feel like you didn't make enough money. She goes, I legitimately now understand why you felt the way you felt. Mm. And it was like a massive breakthrough moment between the two of us, because I felt like for once she finally understood what it meant for me to go out and fight all day and not do a whole not get a whole lot done and come home and not have provided what i wanted to provide um but again it's kind of one of those god things where i felt like she had to feel that for him to send that message right and i feel like a little bit it's changed our dynamic like she's she's now more understanding when i come home and say hey it wasn't a great day i didn't sign that new client today i didn't You know, the the training didn't go well or I lost a client today because of financial reasons or whatever. She's she's more sympathetic to that part of me now. And. And I think that comes from the fact that we didn't really I wouldn't call it a fight. I mean, you know what a fight is between you and your wife. It was a very strong disagreement at times. And I think she kind of came into this moment of, wow, now I, I realize how he feels. And and I think that, you know. But again, things, emotion. You know, part part. One of the most the hardest
1: things to do is step into somebody's other perspective. Yeah. Um, and and with your wife, it's pretty hard to do because you yeah. just don't you don't get it. I mean, you don't, and it's hard. It's hard to like go when she's saying something, or like even when she's when my wife like is is venting or something yeah and i'm like to, and i have to think is she wanting me to do something or yes is she, is, is she just like saying all this to get it out do i give her a hell yeah sister or do i like say you know give her a hug or you know i have to think about all these things because yeah. it's like you know I, I don't it's hard to tell sometimes right but you have to you have to try yeah and i think over the years that becomes easier because you get to, obviously, you know, that's part of growing with yeah your 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 wife is, like, learning her. Yeah. And, and she's learning you. And then you meet and you grow that connection over the years, you know. And, and it's funny how you see some really couples that have been married for 50, 60 years. And it's like, there is, I mean, there would be, like, literally nothing that either of them that could do yeah. to, just like, separate at all like it wouldn't it wouldn't really matter like they're both like yeah that's just billy he, he, yeah that's just he just he just like that whatever you know it's crazy but i'm but i'm just saying there. there's as a husband one of the things i would i would say especially for this particular discussion is like how how the husband should always seek to look at the older husband's who probably have a better idea about
0: it than you do for sure. Surround yourself with, with wise, wise counsel. counsel. That's always, right. dude. Always. You know, that's always guys. If I could get you to do anything, anything in your life that would make your life better, surround yourself with wise counsel,
1: but, but more than and, and equal to that too, though, with that wise counsel, Don't try to sugarcoat
0: your shit. <laughs> Touche, Reggie. Touche. Don't. That is very true. Don't. Um, but one of the things that is an advantage of that, and I have some very brave, wise, faith-driven men in my life, but they are not, they do not pull their punches, right? Like, if I'm wrong, they'll tell me I'm wrong, and they will be unapologetic about telling me. They're not mean. They're just like, "Hey brother, you're getting this wrong, and here's why." And and here's the thing about wise counsel. When you're surrounded with wise counsel, you shut your unwise mouth and you listen. <laughs> right? You go, "I'm not going to talk. I'm going to listen to what he has to say because he's been way further down this road than me. He's a man of faith. He has biblical principles." I'm gonna listen to this guy. Okay,
1: but you just you just said something that's that is like penultimate to like freaking life. Yeah, use your brain. Yeah, let your brain lead your emotions and your responses. That can be a huge hurdle for people because because they they're just used to like whatever they feel. Just what? Yeah. Well, no, you 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 do need to have your brain intersect and kind of say whoa. That This guy has been here and done this. Settle down. He's yeah. trying to help you out. Yeah. Because you can react really poorly
0: to those things, dude. A better way to say it is leave your ego at home.
1: Well, yeah.
0: But you're not going to. That's what
1: I'm yeah. saying. You're not going but, to.
0: But, you know, and, and you're going to get your feelings hurt a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Right? I've had my feelings hurt a couple of times. But huh. at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with getting my feelings hurt. If it comes with wisdom and a better path to doing things. You know, I,
1: I, I've gotten much better at like, I guess taking that from other dudes. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I realized that I'm that guy. Who's the bro. You're screwing this pooch on here. Yeah.
0: Cause I'll point it out. So let's talk about another aspect of being a husband. Let's let's talk. A husband is a laborer. Genesis 2.15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. From the very first man that was created, one of our responsibilities was to care for and provide
1: you know work is a subject we will approach in a later episode because i think that that in that there's two avenues of work that we must we must discuss and that is like the work for his kingdom and the work we do here on earth and both of those you could write books about but yeah, i want to approach that but you know being a laborer when we were in the garden of eden it was paradise. Yeah. We didn't work. Adam and Eve didn't work. Now, look, you can debate whether Adam was a tribe and eat you know, all this stuff, but uh, at the, for the point, Adam and Eve, okay, they didn't work. They they were just they everything was there. They had you know it was it was cool. Now we don't know how long they were there in the garden. We have no idea. Yeah, it
0: could have been could've like three days. Could have been three days. Could have been, like, been thirty years. Yeah, you don't it, know. You know <laughs> Here you
1: go. It's, it's been a day and a half. You just shit to bed. Wait. Yay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you know, once, once that was decided and now we had to start getting our hands dirty, you know, there, then the, the, you could see the, in the text, especially in the old Testament about, you know, working and the work ethic of, that that God instills in man to do things, and I I will say that in in as civilization has grown and technology has gotten more, the labor part is less than what it ever has been as far as what you, you know we because we live in this culture, dude, in Westernized culture. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, we don't have to go out and hunt for our food. We don't have to go uh, do our crops in order to survive. We don't have to like, when a storm comes, like adjust our shelters. And I mean, there's all kinds of things that the, as a hunter gatherers, we had to do. And then now in civilization, you know, we just close the door, watch our TV or, you know, whatever. But there's, there's, I'm not saying there's not labor. I'm just saying it's just a different kind of labor than
0: what people sometimes latch on to I well guess. i think the problem is the definition of labor right we labor at many things i mean i labor at being a father i labor to be a man i labor at being a husband and i don't mean you know weight on my back grinding uphill labor i mean i work on those things yes i put l- laborious effort That's into where being those things right to so i i But I'm also in that stage of life where we're building something. So I work a lot. But, you know, I think that, I think the thing that we have to do is take the negative connotation out of labor, right? If you look at a lot of our current generation and look, I'm not picking on Gen X or Gen Z. I'm Gen X. I'm not picking on Gen Z. I'm not picking on what I'm saying is there are a lot of people that are looking at at labor right now as a fail. Mm. But I can tell you that labor and being consistently working at something can teach you a lot about being a consistent good person right like about being showing up on time accomplishing the tasks put before you maybe do a little bit more to show that you might be worthy of that promotion or whatever's going on i I believe that like a lot of other things in our current society, labor has had has been cast as this, you know, this yoke of oppression. That oh, well, you don't want to work a forty hour a week job because they're just working you to death for no money. Well, when you look at your labor career wise, as a if you look at it as a cash value only, then that's how you're going to look at it. But if you look at it as a, hey, I can be a more consistent person, I can learn to be more task oriented, I can learn a skill and how to accomplish things. There's so much more value in that daily labor, and that that carries over into being a good man of faith, about being a good dad, good husband, working hard to to create your worldview, right? That's something that you have to labor to do is, is craft your worldview, Right. So it's yes. If you look at it from a financial situation, that amount of money may not match what you would think. But if you look at all the other internal and personal things that will develop within you that carry forward in life, there's so much more value in being a good hard worker, hard laborer. Right
1: here. Here's what I would add to that. Brian is like, Labor as a husband entails that you're trying to be the husband that you want to be for your wife. Okay, so if we're talking about husband, that means like you're you're thinking about what does she need? Yeah, how can I work absolutely for to do these things? Absolutely. Whether that's like making sure there's maybe a date night kind of thing, or 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 whatever. Um, the what, what 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 can I do to help? her be better at what she's doing. What I mean there's all kinds of things. So I guess that's where I was going with the labor thing is like it's yeah. not it's like it's not well sometimes I you know sometimes it is I, I'm planning on going hunting this year. Um so I mean I guess that's laboring but you know it's um <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean as a husband my labor is spent on I'm vigilant um observant and very much, like, trying to be in tune with the needs of my wife. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I would say that is a laborious thing. And it does the, – there is – okay, so before, if you're a single man, and I know this from the the difference between um, the time time I was, like, between my first marriage and my second one. I had time and I was just me, you know, hanging out, right? Your stress level is, like, nothing because you have – I mean, you know, it's just you. Um, you, you don't have to be so. Much, you're, you're not really attuned to all this. And what you, what I found interesting was that the getting married. Now I'm the stress level does incur, but I'm like I'm getting more fulfillment yeah. out of it, right? And you know, once you have kids, and it's a, it's again, it's a little more stress, but it's like there's more fulfillment. So labor to me is like another way to just help me grow and have a sense of fulfillment throughout the day. Yeah, I agree. As, as a husband, let me ask you this, Brian. How do you, how would you, I'm trying to think of a better way to, to, to classify that. Is there some things that a husband should not be or do? and i'm not talking about adultery or something i mean let's 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 be like is there some no-nos right for well a i mean
0: i'm a big believer that um you know as a as a husband you should not i know this is a different question it but is but i i believe a lot of it is you know and this comes from being around guys as i worked I worked at, and I heard this a lot in sales when we would go out and have dinner after a big sales day. Um, I would hear men talking about their wives and and being very condescending about their effort mm. or being very condescending about what what they do. Or, or, you know, my wife and her little job or, you know, all she had to do was take care of the kids today, dude. Stay home one day with those kids that you don't stay home with every day. No kidding, man. Uh, Oh, that shirt's clean. Did you wash it, dude? No, your wife did it because you're too lazy to do it, right? Um, Oh, your wife's little job? Well, bro, you're not that good of a salesman. Let's be honest. If your wife's little job didn't exist, you'd be having trouble making ends meet. This frustrates me in the sense that, you know, Even if I don't agree with the level of importance that my wife puts into something, you'll never find me belittling the effort. I believe as a husband, it's my job to be a support system for her. Now, if she asks me an honest question, will I give an honest answer? Yes, but I will also realize that I'm speaking to my wife, my other half. My Eve, right? That's who God meant me to be with. And, and, and let me be clear, and this is something that I say, and I don't say this because I want applause or kudos. I love my wife and there is not a human being on the planet that I am more proud of than her because she balances so much and she loves so much and she gives so much and she gives it selflessly. And she never thinks about herself. Mm. She puts me first. She puts the kids first. Um, Is it always perfect? No. Do I expect it to always be perfect? No. That would be an unfair expectation for me. But one thing I can tell you is men that belittle the efforts that their wife makes, that's the cardinal sin in my – and here's why I say that. Because if you're out there belittling your wife to other men – then you got one or two other problems going on at home. You're saying worse things to your wife or worse. You're too much of a coward to be man enough to sit down and talk to the things that your wife, that you disagree about with your wife in a way where you can come to resolution.
1: Uh, Either way.
0: That's, that's troubling to me.
1: Yeah. I would qualify that as they're just, they're really insecure about what, who they are and what they're doing as a husband or whatever. And I, I would also say this goes to just, you know, how you, even when you're having issues with your spouse, yeah. the way you present them to the public should
0: be shouldn't be crass or whatever. I yeah, mean, I, I've never I do not talk ill of my wife no. to other
1: people. Period. I, I, okay, look, you're we're going to have you should have some confidence, though. Yeah. Okay. So I I would say like if you're having some issues, there if you if you don't have real people in your life that you can like go to and like just really say, man, I'm having, you know, that's different. That's your that's your like bros. Well, but even
0: then You're not being you're crass. still you're still gonna go to them in earnest, right? You're not gonna go to them and be like, dude, what a pain in my butt. She's dropped. No. Well you might I would I say mean, you you might say that but I might I, say something like this. My wife is doing this thing and it is literally driving me nuts and I don't know why or what to do about it and I need help. Yes. But, but that's I'm, what I mean. Yeah. You, you got to have those guys
1: though, that you're going to probably say some things, but other than those, yeah, keep it, keep it, you know, don't, don't bring it out in the open, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and I would say also, you know, cause I've never told my First wife's family, and I will never tell them why I, that we got divorced. I will never do that. I'm, I'm I won't say it here either because it's it's I, I I don't I don't want anything like that to influence any kind of relationships. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, we separated that family. Yeah. It's it's no longer there. But my my current wife, especially like bro i sometimes don't feel like i am i'm doing enough for her because of how
0: selfless she is absolutely i feel that way every day yeah
1: i mean that's what i mean like there when you make a commitment as a husband you you better set you better start putting that selfless hat on and that better th- that thing better stay on <laughs> and don't take it off with the understanding that you can't obviously be giving so much to where you're negatively impacting. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you can't run yourself. Like for instance, a provider thing, like if you were, if you were working so much that your health started to deteriorate, that, you, you know, that you no longer were able to like, your mood was so impacted that you were having like a, a, a anger or, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're doing, du- sure. that's too much. Right. And that, that would be, you got to step that back. Yeah, because you're negatively impacted. But, but in general, you know, yeah, you're you better be thinking about the the selfless thing. Just just put that on your hat. Because I will I will never
0: I will never be as selfless as my wife. I will,
1: uh, I will I don't never. Think,
0: I, I don't think I'm capable. I honestly, I've tried. I, I, I've <laughs> I've tried at times to to live up to the level of what my life is or what my wife is. And, dude, that's that is a. That is a in, inert gift that women have. Okay.
1: Going on, because I don't want to take up like three hours yeah, of time, but I got you. um one one another thing that I would say is a no-no is to don't be lazy. Yeah. There's a time and place to rest, and there's even there's even some good stuff about taking a minute, especially with your wife and like hanging out with her. You always need to do that, man. I mean, absolutely. It, it, it for me and my wife, it's not every day, but dude, I, I make it a point to have that be an often thing where either me and her get to talk or we'll have an evening where after the kids go to bed, we'll watch something together or whatever it is, but you got to have hangout time. But don't be that lazy guy who comes home after work and, and it, look, I get it. People have really physical jobs and maybe you need some, and that's fine, but I, hopefully you've. You and your wife understand this, and that's yeah. understood. But on situations where, like you know, and I see this especially in two-income families. I don't have that, so it's a little different for me. But in two-income families, where you know one will think they're doing something more than the other, and then you end up with this weird, like who gets to who gets to f- screw off
0: tonight, or who not, or yeah, or why, I mean or. Or you get the opposite, which is, why aren't you putting in as much effort as I'm putting yeah, in? I mean, and and honestly, I, I have a two income family and sometimes that's a struggle. Um, You know, like today, uh, I work in the fitness industry. I was up at 530 a.m. I was teaching my first class at eight, my second class at nine. And I'm when I teach, I don't stand back and orchestrate like it's music. I'm doing the workout with them. One was a spin class. That's 45 minutes, probably 25 miles on the bike, right? Then we're jumping off there. I'm going into another room and going through a whole different workout. And then I take a third class on Saturday where I, I teach, you know, stretch and mobility. And I'm working currently on not allowing the the physical part of it to, to interfere with what I'm supposed to do at home. And I'm as, as guilty as anybody. There are some nights I come home, I get there at 6 a.m., I get off at 7 p.m., and I'm physically broken like I got nothing else left but I still try to come home and be effectual for the things that need to happen right yeah I mean like here's a here's a good
1: if if you've developed your relationship with your wife enough she'll know when you're done yeah and you'll know when you're she's done too yeah but you got to work towards that right I mean but I guess that's what I'm saying work at that yeah don't be the guy who just assumes that you know you can you you can take that you know and go do whatever. You can Take
0: that liberty, don't, yeah. No, don't don't yeah.
1: assume that. Uh, one one powerful example I have is like wh- I, I I have the fortunate opportunity to go out and do some stuff around here that's very physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's tree work. Like if I'm I go down, I'll have to cut down tree. I have to limit out and do all this, cut it up and all this kind of stuff. Um, or, um, we had, uh, last, not last year, a couple of years ago, we had a new set, whole new septic system put in. Right. And I had yeah. to clear out a ton of, oh, dude, I, I saw that as, as you were doing it. That was yeah. a stunning amount of work. And, and I had like two days to do it. Right. So my wife knew, and I mean, I would, it was, I would, as soon as I got done with my regular job, I got put on my overalls, my boots, and just went at it right, and I'm I'm picking up logs myself because it was quicker than the use of the tractor, and I, I busted. I mean, like I was just. I mean, it was done. Like I was so physically just freaking done, and she was like, "I'd walk in the door, and she go, and she give me that, oh honey, yeah." <laughs> and she's she go, you just need to. Just whatever you need, you please tell me. And you I'm like, to gear I can't down. even talk. Like it's yeah. like, I'm I'm. There's no part of me that's not wet from just the sweat. There's no
0: with plenty I, of sawdust saw, stuck to you. I mean,
1: dirt, sawdust, it's mud, in your ears, oh, everywhere, bro. <laughs> and like, you can't. I can't even take a shower because I'm not done sweating yet. Yeah, I have to like chill out for a minute, and then I'm like, well, I don't even have a place to sit because I don't want to get any. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's that kind of way sometimes right but my wife is cool enough to go okay whoa <laughs> yeah you why did you 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 didn't have to i'm like yeah I did I have to do she goes oh. you know but anyway there you, there are certain times though, i know my I have to stop my wife yeah I'm like okay whoa you you really that, that I see it uh, you need to step stop for a minute and calm down. And chill out because you're I mean, I said because I got this and this that i can't I can't be Mr. Mom for, and I need you to be
0: that way, yeah. and we, you have to build that, but so the no no is don't be lazy and, well uh, <laughs> it's it's easy too, because my wife feels a tremendous amount of guilt. she'll sit down for a little while, and then all of a sudden she'll be like oh i'm 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 not I'm not doing something, and I'm like, babe, it's okay for you not to do something for an hour." Right, it's okay for you to take a breath, and stop, and drink a cup of coffee, and kind of prepare yourself mentally for what the day is going to bring. It's okay for that, right? I have to, man. Oh yeah. So, right or wrong,
1: my brain is (sighs) moves so fast, and if I don't take time to like freaking sort through the the processes that are going on it just really i feel weird and I, I don't know. anyway that's just an idiosyncrasy secrecy with, that, with me um so husbands uh let's 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 put this together a little bit man so okay. we we have kind of the we have some tenets of being a good husband and mm-hmm. i know we've hit these things on a pretty high level yeah but you know they're critical to understand and and even they get they get a little bit more complicated in in today's Culture, because we got, you know, divorce and and we got uh, uh, widows or widowers and, uh, you know, um, uh, all kinds of circumstances and and disabilities and whatever can change all that. So, I, I guess what I would say, Brian, what's the, what would you say, like, how, 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 what's one thing that we can use to like glue these together? The man, the husband, and the father. I want a
0: worldly thing and then I want a, a biblical thing. So, you want a worldly thing that would tie those all together? That's tough for me because I kind of keep my head out of the world, <laughs> man. I don't really. Well, what I mean is, okay, I'll, I'll help. Okay. I can give a, you the biblical. A, a worldly, the worldly principle
1: thing. would be selflessness.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So, worldly, pr- and that is probably what I would say selflessness. Get over your ego and learn to sacrifice yourself for the better of your family. That would be my number one. My biblical principle would be, be a loyal, lover of your wife in every way. And that means love her like Christ loved the church. Truly sacrifice for her. Um, um, minister to her uh, be open with her about your beliefs and have common conversations about your faith because I feel like that is I feel like of all other things that is the strongest foundation for your marriage is that you are both open about what you believe about not only when it's good because we all know when it's good right we all know when you're when you're feeling good and you feel like God's got your back and everything's kind of chugging along and all the wheels are turning and the cogs are linking and everything's happening right. But also be willing to to talk to her about when it's not going well and 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 find a biblical principle to stand on to help you fix that that crack that break right. Well.
1: And I would say that would definitely tie into all of them, yeah because like, the stronger your marriage is and the 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 better you're doing as a husband, the better you'll be able to do as a man in a in a as a father okay right. one another kind of secular principle I would probably use here is like get rid of that get rid of lust, oh dude I can go this is something. I can go so deep. I know. And then we need to talk about this later, but in more detail. Because I mean, we have and it's even stuff. I mean, look, I still all men who are attracted to the female body are gonna deal with this, man. I mean, yeah, and I, I'm not saying sure. you'll you'll ever get rid of it completely. That's not probably what I'm saying. But you want to diminish that to where it's not impactful
0: to your relationships. Well, what I would say to to what you're saying right there is Look, you can drive down any interstate anywhere and see billboards pasted with sexual images. Yep. My encouragement for men would be don't add to the temptation. No. Right? Like, it's out there. We're not going to escape it. There's Victoria's Secret ads on television, and uh, you can't open Spotify without something popping up with, Some musician half dressed laying across a tiger's rug with, it's there, right? Because it's it's part of the general societal norm. But don't go down the road of, you know, Instagram following models and and pornography and those kinds of things, because really. They're just distractions to make you want something that you're not going to have. And that's not look, look, But All right. I can already hear somebody yelling. It's not saying that your wife isn't beautiful and that you don't have it good. No, but but
1: let's be more. I, I want to take that one step farther. OK. OK. Your, your wife. Should be beautiful to you no matter her age,
0: dude, or situation. There is my wife is the only woman that stimulates me intellectually, physically, emotionally. I've never met a woman that has been able to fire on all cylinders for me like that. I just mean that you, I know certain guys
1: who almost married their wife because of how they look, no, for sure. Okay, yeah, and then. That doesn't last forever, no. I mean, there's some look. I'll be there's some women who hold up and and take care of themselves, and they like they're they look great at 60 as and you know that's that look that's fantastic. But I'm saying for they're not no one's going to be a 60 year old that looks exactly like they did at 20. It's not going to happen, you yeah. know. And you have to you have to put aside and and look. At your wife, not just as the outside, you you have to fall in love with the inside, yeah. and you have you must. <laughs> honestly, that needs to be the most attractive thing and the thing that you are most attracted to. Yeah. Now you might have to work at that. Uh, there ain't no joke. I'm sure that some people right now are in the marriage where they're like, "Man, my." my whatever has, she doesn't do this or whatever. Okay. But I mean, if you're married to her just for her physical appearance, you've done it wrong anyway. And you know, if you're in that position, then there's a lot of counseling. And so there's some things you really need to do to either figure out how you can move forward and like figure that out, you know, or, or somehow deal with that. Right. So I just want to say that too, because we we are men, and we yeah. are we are wired to be physical
0: creatures. Well, so I, you know, and part of that too. And I would give this this kind of goes both ways. Um, men remember that your your wife is an emotional person, and and she needs words of affirmation. You know, you need to learn her love language. Wives, if your husband loves you and and that physical relationship for him is the most intimate thing that he 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 experiences right and it's not because we're shallow it's because of how we're wired we're, we're, right? our biology is set up yeah. to the fact that we actually need that physical stimulation st- we we have yeah. to have it and 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 you know one of the things that a second thing i would say is men can destroy a marriage by what they do women can destroy a marriage by what they say. So, you know, men, you know, I know a lot of guys who and there's a lot of guys who are divorced now and and well man, I, you know, all I did was, you know, I watched porn once a week. Dude, that is that is a nuclear bomb in your marriage. So just don't. Like well, don't. Okay, but right? we we
1: we got to acknowledge Here's here's yeah. what I'll tell here's what I'll say. There, porn addiction is completely real. Yes, it is, and it's completely something that you you likely aren't going to handle. you on your own. No, you know, and it takes it takes some effort. And I I mean, look, that's just how it, it is. What it, it it's really dangerous. Yeah, um, and it's hard. It is so hard to deal with, like any other addiction. I'm telling you know from. My own experience, man. It's, oh, yeah. it's, that's a freaking tough
0: thing to get over. Yeah. It's hard um, to get past. I mean, I don't think I've met, ever met a man that at any one point or another has not watched or yeah. regularly watched porn. And unfortunately, that's in our current society. I feel like that's some kind of weird. Acceptable thing. Right of passage thing. I don't understand it don't and either. don't get me wrong I'm not an exception I wouldn't watch it now but I you know, you know what you mean but what what it's mean? it's this it's it, along with a lot of these other ridiculously bizarre societal norms that have come along it's like being sexually <laughs> overstimulated mentally and physically is some kind of weird rite of passage and I don't I don't get it like yeah. I can't put the nuts and bolts of that together Right. So, you
1: know, so I would say that one of the things that we have to keep in mind with all this stuff is that there are, you know, modern feminism is confusing. <laughs> and it's just it's so nonsensical. Like I, I some of the tenants, dude, I can get behind until they start throwing some of the other stuff in there. And and there's so many different situations that things can apply to. And, and at the end of the day, what I was what I would just what I would just say is that I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a feminist even if you paid me to do so right now because it's just such a term that's got so jacked up. It's just loaded, man. Yeah. It's just a loaded term. And, 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 and it, look, it's anti. Look, there, you have male and female in this in this world, in this culture, in this society. <laughs> You, you got to value both. Yeah, and I'm not. And there's and both have roles, and they're but and, and in between all those, the different men can do all kinds of different things. Women can do all kinds of different things, and I mean, look, I don't have I don't have any issues with if a if woman's doing the same job as. A man getting paid the same. And I'm, I have yet, look, I have yet to see that play out in my own experience. Um, I've worked even in my own career. I, I, I actually fought for a lot of uh, different uh, pay for women in particular to be um, stuff. And I have because they were, they were great at their job. And it, it didn't matter to me whether what the hell they were mm. female or male. They were just really great at their job. And they weren't, getting paid necessarily less than anybody else or more or whatever. I was just, just saying, look, you got to reward them because they're doing great at their job.
0: This person is good at their job. Don't care. Right.
1: And I think, look, we're at the place in our society where that's pretty much a a no brainer. Yeah. But you, you, I think the only reason why you have attacks on some of these things is because it goes beyond equality. It just, it goes to empowerment. Yeah. And it goes to, they want to be in freedom to do whatever they want. But at the end, I'll go back to this and say, that the feminist movement does not consider that there are, there's true nature and true biology that does exist and that will dominate society once it breaks down yeah so we we have because we have to understand that doesn't go away because because it's 2023 and we have and we're in the US and you know we're pretty wealthy as a country except for our debt we can talk about that, <laughs> but but I guess Another the point podcast. being, but but the point being is that you know, there biology exists and it's real, and there's real roles and stuff that are more suited for a male or a female, and there's nothing wrong with that, and no. there's nothing wrong with a man who decides to live out. What it means to be a traditional man who works, who provides, who leads.
0: And there's nothing Nothing wrong. wrong. There's nothing wrong with a woman who, who considers a traditional role of a woman and to be married to a traditional man. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's, and you and I are, are two examples of the dynamic, right? You're a single income family, Mm -hmm. right? I'm a double income family. And let me tell you something. The dynamic, of my role with my wife does not change because we both work. It does make things more complicated at times, but it doesn't change the dynamic. Right. So, um, you know, one of the things that I would say about all this is simply this. Um, it's the, it's the facts versus feelings thing, right? Like it's the reality versus fantasy. Look, I I'm the fact of the matter is, culture is diverse and you go back to tribes back in the olden days you had men that made the weapons men that used the weapons you had men that that built the huts you but the difference being they were all still men and they all knew their roles and they learned to live and work in harmony and work together and it was the same with women they had roles in those tribes there was nothing wrong with the roles we understood that all couldn't be the same and there were there were intrinsic and and built-in differences between men and women even then the need that exists for us to erase that dichotomy now does not it doesn't hold water and it doesn't hold standard mm. and it's a fantasy yeah it's a feeling i think <clears throat> i think at the end of the day man
1: If you're not discussing your issues or your, um, the needs or what needs to be, you know, all kinds of things with your spouse, you're doing it wrong. And you can solve a lot if you just talk, you just talk it through. I think, I don't think a lot of uh, people who I've found to have a lot of troubles. and, And when I've talked and counseled those people, they don't even, they have not talked about it. <laughs> yeah i've talked about it and it's like why, what well,
0: why, what what <laughs> yeah, and you need to be okay with the fact that it might not be one conversation no. you may need to have several conversations right
1: and 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 look for a biblical man you're not going to you're not going to be okay and in, in align with culture at this day and age not at all it's not going to happen you're going to be counter to that. And there's going to be some pushback if, if, if that actually, you know, becomes a thing. Now I don't experience that really too much here. Uh, but, you know, I, I know if, if there were some people at my work, probably they would have a big issue with how I see the world. Um, but, I, again, I don't treat anybody any different. So, it well, <laughs> you know, I don't care. It doesn't really matter because I, I I have a principles one, to live
0: by. I live by one rule: be kind. You know, be understanding of people, and don't don't immediately jump off the edge to judge someone for who they are because you you don't know someone's road. You don't know what brought them to that point, and you're never going to have a hope of making an impact on that person if you don't get to know them. Which I think is yeah. again. I think that's the number one mistake we make in, in the Western church right now is we want to attack with the message of Jesus, but we don't know that person's story necessarily. No. So until we know that story and why they've taken the road they've taken, you may need to take a different tact in how you approach them about faith and, and changing their spiritual beliefs. And I think it's the same just in everyday life um I think it's the same with your spouse don't don't attack it with just like you said before sometimes my wife just wants me to listen to her she just wants to get it out and once it's out we're good yeah so you're gonna have to do a little i sometimes I'll ask i'll I'll ask I've asked this question before is this a do something about it Brian conversation or is this a shut up and listen Brian conversation and she'll tell me this is a shut up and listen Brian conversation cool and I just lock it down. You know, but you, but you, know, you ask the question. That's yeah. that's the point. But 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 you. But the thing about it too, what I warn wives is, they're not asking you that question to be stupid. They're asking you that question because men are not built emotionally. So sometimes we just don't know, right? We just don't have any idea exactly how you want us to respond. So we have to ask out loud. Hey, is this a? Is this a? I need to go get out my club and start caving people in or do i need to just chill out and you're going to work this out be okay with that communication and i think you hit it on the head communicate with your spouse man talk to her that's it talk to him make sure that especially as a husband just ask questions man it's okay to ask questions you're not
1: going to get it that's the thing yeah As as a guy
0: yeah, you're, you're not, not going to get it. You're, you're, you're not going to get it. Dude. I can, I, I and I, I think I can confidently say you might hit three out of 10. Maybe. Maybe. More <laughs> likely one out of 10 or none out of 10. Yeah, man. But so ask questions before you react. Okay, what is this? What are we, how am I, what do you want from me in this conversation? Right. Yeah. It's a simple question. And as a
1: biblical person, put God first. Yeah. I mean, look, if you have an issue with something, what does he say? Yeah. Right, I mean, um, that that's really, real important. I mean, yeah. look, it doesn't do no good to to give lip service to something. That's not going to do it. You have yeah. to live
0: it out. So in order to live it out, you better open that book. Well, and and also take into consideration, you're going to make a mistake. You're oh, going to yeah. misinterpret. Oh, you're you going to do dumb things. You're go- and you're going to have to go back and look again. You're going to have to. You may have to go through this two or three times before you get a rhythm. Right? Like, don't. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get it right the first time, dude, just go back and keep trying. God will have the, the the Bible is, is, is it's a living word. You'll get it right eventually. Well, and look throughout
1: the whole old Testament, we never got it right. Yeah. I mean, man, we got it wrong over and over and over and over and over again. Right. (laughs) One, one, um, one last thing about a husband. Okay. Pray with your wife. For sure. I, I do not do that enough. Well, not me either. I, okay. I, it's one thing we, me and my, I've actually talked to my wife about it. I'm like, we really need to pray more together. And we, <laughs> it just, it's one of those things, but it's like, I, I've, I've, I've got to, st- I mean, I'm just saying that out loud. I have got to make that yeah. a thing because it's, it's like, I, I already deal with not, I don't have enough prayer time as it is. And mm-hmm. then, and i'm not even doing that either. So i mean uh, i you got to do it and it's really important for your marriage.
0: I'll be honest with you man, i i've, I've actually kind of changed my view on that cuz i felt like that about a year ago. I felt like dude, i just don't ever have time to pray. And then i read an article it was actually an interview with Billy Graham and oh, i know
1: exactly what you're going to say. Billy Graham's
0: like there is no bad time to pray. Like you need to you need no, to pray he- all the time. Yeah, he
1: intentionally started his day off. It was like an yeah. hour. Yeah, and it, he was like touring. Uh, what did it say? He was like 300 days out of the year. He was like traveling around, and it didn't matter. Every yeah. day, it didn't matter how busy his day was. He always put that in there because he said it was. It, it always made the day better.
0: Well, my wife will say she'll go because she'll go. Do you, how much do you pray? And I'll be like, I pray all the time. Sometimes I pray one sentence. Sometimes I'll just bow my head and be like, Lord. I'm in the heat of the day. Uh, I I need to feel you behind me. I, I need you right now. Yeah, and that's it, right? But a prayer doesn't fall. The, God's not deaf, and prayers don't fall on deaf ears, no. right? So even if you just stop for just a moment, and you know, sometimes it'll just be a a. a prayer of thanks. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me to this point. Right. Thank you for giving me the strength to get through this day. You're the reason I do it. Right. Like there's not and it doesn't have to be. I think a lot of problem, too, is people think prayer has to be ceremonial. Oh, yeah. Oh, not at all. Uh, Prayer needs to be. It just needs to be. It's a direct line to God. Right. So just pray. Just just stop for a minute. You don't even have to close your eyes. Just focus for a second and be like, hey, God, you know, I'm struggling with this right now. I really need some guidance. It it is different. Like when I've when I've actually like prayed at like
1: been up on the on the podium and prayed for the church. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I I would like prepare a little bit. Yeah, just to be like, okay, I don't want to be caught off guard or whatever. But it still goes away. It usually gets ad libbed a little bit. But I'm I'm just saying, it's not like that. I mean, you know, you you are definitely, and especially with your spouse, you got to be kind of. I mean, look, you both have to be kind of just free and just pray together, man. And don't even worry about what you're praying about or how you're saying it or whatever. Just do it. Yeah. And it'll get better. Who cares, man? Yeah.
0: It's your spouse, man. If you can't pray with your wife. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Yeah. I know. Right. So.
1: Well, anyway, I think I think we've we've touched on everything enough and talked about everything around in a circle. And
0: guys, thanks for tuning in. We're two guys. We got two mics, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.
1: See you.